Hey, you're listening to the Scholarly Spark podcast. Here's your chance to finally become interested in learning and find out about what you're genuinely curious about. Join me as we experience different foods, the latest technology, immerse ourselves in a variety of phenomenal cultures, discover the secrets of civilization, find out about interesting people we never knew existed, and learn about what no one else dared to find out. I'm Vasan Narayanan, taking you on a journey through the mysteries of our world, all through the convenience of your headphones. Here we go. A summary of historical trends should at least mention the questioning of history by language-centered theories or by what is known as a literary turn. Some argued that as language is the medium of knowledge, the text that comes in the form of language constitutes a text. As language is interpreted by a person, reading by the person gives meaning to the text. So every reading by another person acquires a new significance. This denies any generally accepted significance of a text and is implicitly a rejection to its logical conclusion of attempts for a historical representation or claims for relative objectivity, as the meaning would change with each reading. The common views, however, are subtler. Readings may be hegemonic, or alternative readings might be ignored, but reading with little or no text reading structures may be self-defeating in acquiring knowledge. The more acceptable historical argument would be to make it more sensitive to alternative and multiple text and readings, but to respect historical analytical procedures. The focus on culture, beliefs, and ideologies could complement the historical priorities of politics and the economy, but it is not an enduring history, as history requires a relationship between the reading of a text and its multi-layered historical contexts. This allows you to understand what is stated directly in a text, and what is equally important. These developments were accompanied by a continual return to explaining theories, some of which were explored and developed, whereas others were replaced. For example, in view of the discussions which have been generated in recent times with its many varieties, humanist, existentialist, structuralist, Marxism, which some people thought was synonymous with economic determinism, cannot more be described as such. More analytical studies use a wider range of data and explanations to replace colonial reading theories. Nationalist interpretations have also been tightened up. Paradigms and understanding frameworks are reformulated, and this change is most closely related to facts and concepts in history. The reformulation often happens by looking at the world around it and trying to grasp it. More broad interest has led to analytical studies of texts, not only to alternative readings or variants, but also to view the text as a historical artifact. This requires comparative study and contextualization of variant versions. The closely related patronage and culture are essential components of cultural history, both literary and artistic. This has often raised questions such as who is the public and what is its purpose. In turn, historians have become sensitive to certain publics determining or providing different artistic or literary forms. 
audience and intention were also used to find texts in what is now sometimes called the Itihasa Purana tradition, which incorporates historical perceptions of the past. Itihasa means literally, this was, and Purana refers to the past. This takes a number of shapes. There are genealogies in the early Puranas, some very fake, which gradually move to realistic lists of dynastic succession. There are subsequently historical biographies, mostly hagiographal, but encapsulating some aspects of historic events, of the kings and even occasionally the minister. And there are chronicles of local history too, the finest example of which is certainly Kalhanis Rajatragni. Some Buddhist monastery chronicles are also considered historical accounts. The recording as inscriptions of the king's rule and of the dynasty's history began just before the Christian era and became common in the period following the 8th century AD. We'll leave off here for today, but we'll resume with our discussion of the different ways of perceiving and recording the past in the next episode. It's been super fun learning with you. Thank you for taking the time to listen to me. Join me next week as we explore another part of the numerous and ever-increasing mysteries of our world. I'm looking forward to exploring something new that you've never heard about next week. Talk soon.